Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the In The Clutch podcast. My name is Drew Clutchy and I'm here alongside my co-host Jeremy Wilson, where I think we should all be rushing out to buy Precious Achua jerseys. Precious Achua had Transition 3 and 76, so I just dribbled into Transition Fast Break 3. Something I've only seen Lowry and Van Fleet do on the Raptors and my jaw literally dropped. Well, and he did it like fast. Like it was quick. He was moving. It was smooth. He ran in, took that three and hit it. But the very next game, Raptors, so that was against the 76ers on Thursday night. Last night, uh, the Raptors take on Houston. Precious Achua, we get the steal. Precious goes running up the floor, full steam ahead. The defender's backpedaling. And then the defender stops backpedaling, and Precious Achua just tries to, like, dribble through him and just gets the ball ripped right out of his hands, and we're going the other way. And I was like, that looks more like it. I'm back to this is where I thought we'd be. Well, you win some, you lose some with guys who are, like, 20, 21 years old. Yeah, I just, um, sometimes I start to get uncomfortable, and some players are better at this than others, where they start working outside of their means and taking Mm -hmm. shots that aren't theirs. And I just, like... One thing that really bothers me in basketball is what I consider to be wasted possessions. Right. And we finally get the steal, and we were struggling against Houston. Like, we were down by, like, 20 or something. And then we brought it within 10, and then we were within 10 for a while. And ultimately, we did come back and win. But when we're in a situation like that, to have him waste a possession where we get the steal just drives me bonkers. Yeah, but, I mean, I understand that trying to dribble through the entire defense really isn't what pressure should be doing. Um. But he's shooting like 40% from threes since the All-Star break, so I'm not sure if threes aren't his shot anymore, you know? No, and I think it's reasonable, but our transition threes his shot? Apparently they are now, so. Like, you know when Curry won that game against, I'm going to say, against Oklahoma, it was against Oklahoma or the Clippers, I always mix it up. Okay, where, see when he pulled up from like just inside half court in overtime? Yeah, like is that precious? Yeah. Almost. A couple years. Almost. Well, think about it, Curry's hurt. See, the Raptors commentary group, oh, it, was, it was Maddie, and then it might have been Leo. I can't remember. Changes by the night, obviously. They were like, On the 76s game, it was Alvin Williams. Oh, okay. Game. Well, there you go. And Alvin was like, man, like Kyle Lowry never gave us dunks like that. <laughs> so maybe he's right. Maybe Precious Achua is now the growth. Yeah, Precious Achua is Magic Johnson, 6'9 point guard. Yeah, exactly. It boggles me watching Scotty Barnes play point guard because he's built like – a power forward or a fullback in football. <laughs> so you uh. see Cody Barnes bringing the ball up and like, it's like LeBron when LeBron brings the ball up where his arms are so big, they don't really fit inside of his chest. Like he can't bring his arms in front of him. You know what I mean? No, so, exactly. But oh, okay. Well, it's like, I don't know. Like watch LeBron dribble a basketball. His arms are so big that he like, they like hit his torso when he tries to put them in front of his body. <laughs> so when Scotty Barnes dribbles the ball up, I find it has that same look. Where he used to dribble it like out in front of himself because he's built like a football player. Desmond Bain. I, think I have the too. same issue with Scotty though as you do, like you did in the Rock game with Precious. I feel like sometimes he decides I'm going to take a jump hook on this possession, and then doesn't look at anybody else all possession. He did that really badly yesterday against Houston, where yeah. he hit a three, and like a shot clock running down, five seconds left. I'm just going to shoot it three, right from the top, and he hit it. So the next possession, he gets the ball and stands six feet further back than that three with, like, 19 seconds on the shot clock and just pulls. And I was like, oh. Like, again, wasted possession. Like, really? So yeah. that that's what bothers me. 
about the Raptors. And like you said, it's to be expected from a young team, right? Yeah. There's only it's- so much you can do, and you you got to let them play. And I know Nick Nurse has been very lenient and given them the green light to shoot and to play make and to do what they want to do. Well, and if so. you're a nurse, if you're a nurse, you have to, right? Because they're just like, that's how they're going to develop. They're going to learn through making mistakes and stuff like that. Wait, and Precious Achua looks a hundred times better now than he did in October, whenever we first saw him play. Yeah, he does. Which he looked like a player that we wasn't even going to make our roster. He was like a young Aaron Baines to me at the beginning. Yeah, or sorry, not our sorry, not our roster, our rotation. Right. But um, yeah, when he first started, and obviously, some players adapt to new new situations better than others. Right. So it definitely like you have to give, especially young players, you have to give them a little bit of buffer, right? Yeah, for sure. To see how they can adapt to their new situation, but it's good now that he seems to be working into the role. And I was excited when we brought him in in the yeah. Lowry deal because I obviously I didn't think we were going to get much of anything for Lowry. Right. And given that the other package we would have gotten for Lowry was Taylor Horton Tucker, like during the season last year, right. I think given what I've seen from uh, both of those players, I'd rather have Precious. I actually don't think the Lakers were prepared to give up Taylor Horton Tucker for Lowry, which is crazy. Well, that's what but... I mean, but like that was the most that was the other scenario where we got really close to a deal, but nothing came through because the Lakers wouldn't give him up. Right. And I'm kind of happy that they didn't. Like I'm. Okay yeah, and that. you would trade like that. That's a solid trade for the Raptors now. Kyle was leaving anyways, and you just brought in a 20 year old center who's going to be on the team for who knows how long. The Raptors are excited. I didn't think we were well. Obviously, and when Scotty Barnes came in, he was a no level scorer, and now he's a three level scorer depending uh, on the, day and the shots he's taking. He's a like, like one and a half level scorer. Well, no, he can physically score from all three levels. He hits threes. He's just inconsistent all over. Well, the Ben way. Simmons can physically score from all three levels. It's not no, like he he's can't. never hit a no, three. No, he literally can't. <laughs> he he's hit a three cannot. before. You have to you have to shoot the ball to score from all three <laughs> levels. Yeah, but every time I see Scotty shoot a three, I wince. Yeah, but like, please going, no, Scotty. Please do not do that. But so anyway, so Scotty. Okay, so Scotty Barnes is a one and a half level to three level scorer, depending on who you ask and what day of the week it is. His mid range um, is fine. That's my opinion. So then, that obviously helps us out a lot. Yeah, you're right. He's a thirty percent three point shooter. Yeah, but the, to me, <laughs> I'm happy that he's willing to shoot the shots. That's fair. Because the other thing too is, I bet he could be a better three point shooter than that. Because he's a thirty percent three point shooter shooting them. Like from the top and as a point guard, but I bet if he shot like PJ Tucker threes, he'd be more like thirty three percent. If he shot like exclusively corner threes, maybe? yeah, and that were set up to him by Freddie every time with a beautiful pass. Right. So I bet he could be better than he is. But the Raptors are exciting right now, which I didn't think we were going to be this year. And frankly, I've I'm a Raptors fan, like diehard. Like there's no team that I'm more of a fan of. But I will admit, especially because of just the podcast and reporting on Raptors cage and stuff like that. And then also fantasy basketball. I've become a lot more of a basketball fan. Mm. It's like I used to watch the Raptors every single game versus now if the Raptors are playing Houston or Detroit or something, and I'm expecting them to kill them or like, you know what I mean? Then I'll transition and I'll actually watch like the Utah Suns game or Suns Warriors or something. Right, but 
it's exciting to be a Raptors fan at this point because we weren't expecting to be this good. So now I'm like, oh, like maybe this year I wasn't expecting to watch as much Raptors basketball. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll watch a lot of our games and we'll be an eight seed or we'll scrape into the play-in game or something and we'll see what happens, right? Right. I honestly hadn't projected us to be this high this year, and I don't think obviously anybody projected Scotty Barnes to be this good. So now it's kind of exciting because it's like an added bonus. I thought I was going to be watching a lot of basketball and Raptors basketball, but now I can watch every Raptors game because they're all exciting. Right. The fir- the first uh, website I could pull up that had a win projection for before the season had the Raptors last in the division, six games back of the Knicks, and winning 35 and a half games. The Knicks. And they're now 40. They've got 48 wins, I think. Yeah. So they've exceeded that by almost 15. Yeah. No, I don't know. The rap like the Raptors are I'm very surprised, but I'm obviously pleasantly surprised. We'll take it. Anyway, this in fact is not a uh Precious Chua based episode. So I'm not I just for clarity, I don't wanna make anybody think something. I'm not gonna hang a Precious Chua jersey in my office yet. It's currently Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, and Steph Curry, which is pretty exclusive company. So I'm not yet on NBA.com buying a Precious jersey. But if I had to vote for MVP right now, it would be Precious. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe this is why the NBA doesn't give us a vote. (laughs) Can you imagine if anybody who had a podcast or like a YouTube channel or whatever with over 20 episodes, you also got a vote? (laughs) For like over, over 30 hours of content. Because then you've proven that you're at least somewhat committed. <laughs> you commit to producing content, at least. Yeah, or like if you write for a blog and you have a certain amount of articles. So like Neeridge gets a vote, we get votes, and the rest of Raptors cage and everything. We're all voting precious, precious, precious. <laughs> I was voting for the All-Star game. I was voting Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving because I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Which neither of them made it, thank goodness, because neither of them deserved to make it. But Can you imagine how great of an All-Star draft that would be? When they put LeBron and KD up on the screen, and one of them has to pick Ben Simmons, and one of them has to pick Kyrie. And do you watch the All Star Draft this year? It was hilarious. Yeah, LeBron hiding his face with a clipboard. He didn't yeah. want to pick Harden. KD didn't want Harden either. <laughs> Kevin Durant desperately not picking Harden. It was hilarious. Rudy Gobert must have been thrilled. I don't think LeBron didn't want to pick Harden. I think LeBron wasn't picking Harden because he wanted to make Durant pick Harden, and he thought it was hilarious. Speaking Which it of was. LeBron, I just remembered this. Did you hear what Braun said about Steph Curry? I wanted to play with Steph Curry, and Steph Curry was like, eh. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that weird? Steph uh, Curry was I don't like, think he already weird. has played with me. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's that weird. I mean, like, LeBron, I think it was on uh, his show, was asked what players he would want to play with. I would expect him to say Steph Curry in that situation, to be honest. So I don't think that's weird. And in terms of Steph Curry, Steph Curry's currently playing with a very good team who, if they're healthy, has a decent shot at a title. So why would Steph Curry want to change anything right now? Well, to be fair, I'd add Braun. He added KD, and it worked pretty well. Yeah, but if you say, yeah, Hurry I want to play with LeBron, you're good, all you're going to do is cause turmoil in your own team. Where... You, know how, you know how they replaced Harrison Barnes with KD? Yes. Let's pr- replace Kevon Looney with LeBron. No, but I'm saying if you say I want to play with LeBron, how many Warriors players are thinking, "Oh, I've got to like they they have to let me go to make that happen." Probably just Wiggins. <laughs> but if it's going to be a trade, it's Wiggins and Jordan Poole and you know, like it, Steph, it, Clay, Bron, Dre, 
I, I don't I even need a fifth guy on the court. But saying on air that you want to play with LeBron, all it's going to do is make some of your teammates feel bad. Yeah, but and they already why know do you that? want to play with LeBron. By that same definition, like, it goes yeah, without so saying. They know, like, you just, I just don't think it's necessary to say it. Like, that's, that's I, I think it's going to cause issues on Jared, your such team. a respectable teammate. Thank you. Look at that. Yeah, what a good When guy. we played together in high school, I would never say that I wanted to play with LeBron instead. No, you'd say that you'd want to play for Ajax. <laughs> when uh, we didn't have a team, we all tried to go play for Brooklyn. How's that different? <laughs> it's different, trust me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's tricky. I honestly, here's a hot take that's three years late, and I'm sure that somebody said it already, or it's more than that. It's like five years late. Here's a five-year late hot take. Hmm. I'm coming around, and I now respect more that Kevin Durant joined the Warriors. Because we judge all of these elite players so much on whether or not they win or lose. And we've decided that Kevin Durant hasn't won because he went to the Warriors. I know, but like the essence of it is when he gets into fights with people on Twitter now, he can say that he has two rings and two finals MVPs, and Westbrook and Harden can't do that. <laughs> right, but what are those people who fight with him on Twitter going to say back? Oh, yeah, when you went and joined the best regular season team ever created. Right, but they paired Harden with Kyrie and KD. And we did Braun and AD and Westbrook, and it didn't work, but we did it. Sure. And you have people like Dame and Bradley Beal who are sitting out on their own in – well, I guess one's on the West Coast and one's on the East Coast. But, like, I'm pretty sure Dame, like, Port- Portland's, like, the middle of the forest or something. Dame might as well be in Thunder Bay. Like, the, Thun- the Thunder Bay Trailblazers, we could do that. So, Dame's sitting out on his own out there. He might as well have a ring for it. Sure, but Kevin Durant wasn't sitting out on his own. He had just been up 3-1 in the conference finals on the Warriors. Couldn't close it out. And then said, you know what? I couldn't beat you guys in the conference finals when I was up 3-1. Can I please play with you? Right. And, and that's did. And embarrassing. It's not no, it's not a more respectable move now than it was in 2016. It's a better move. I, the more I think about it, because all we do is judge these players on whether or not they win. And now some championships are going to be better than others. Like obviously Giannis's championship, Kawhi's championship, those are better than others. Well, but those we both those everybody... championships are Steph Curry championships, and Kevin Durant hasn't won one yet, so. I agree. See, I respect him and agree. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's just tricky because some teams like draft really well and develop talent really well, like Toronto, like the, like the Spurs, like the Warriors. Or like the Thunder had done with Westbrook, Harden, and Durant. Right, but Westbrook sucks. Pretty good so drafting. Then you get into a situation. Well, I, didn't, I don't know. We let, so it's not Kevin Durant's fault because, okay, mm, take I this premise, just entertain my thoughts here for a second okay take this premise that westbrook is not a winning player i and harden's not a winning player and let's say dame's not a winning player just for the fun i don't accept that premise no i accept the other second okay so let's say dame westbrook and harden are not winning players sure which i don't actually agree with that dame's a winning player at least but it's not kevin durant's fault that the spurs we're able to develop Tony Parker, who's a winning player, and Ginobili, who's a winning player, and Tim Duncan, who's a winning player, and Kawhi. And similarly, 
the Warriors were able to do the same thing, except instead of Ginobili, they have Clay Thompson or Iguodala, depending on who you're arguing is the Ginobili of the team, right? Mm. So it's not Kevin Durant's fault that while the Thunder developed good players, they didn't develop winning players. Well, they won enough to have a 3-1 lead in the conference finals on the 73-9 and Warriors. Right, but very few teams actually, or very few players actually win. Sure. So, it's not he went and joined winners. And Kevin Durant is one of those players. That doesn't win or does win? That doesn't win. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Like I said, it's not a perfect system yet. I'm not I'm actually the- as anti-Kevin Durant as I'm giving off right now. No, I actually am. I don't count his championships, but I respect what he did. I don't respect what he did, and I don't count his championships. We can move on. Okay. Um... So the theme of this episode, we were going to do a playoff analysis here, like predictions and play-in predictions and everything. I have one more point that I wanted to make, but it's not coming to me, so I guess we'll get rolling on that. So yeah. do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll read off the four teams. We'll, go, we'll start in the Eastern Conference, because we're, we're in the East here. Uh, so as of, there's about one or two games left, depending on who you are in the league. It is the morning of Saturday, April 9th, and... The play-in teams in the Eastern Conference are locked in for the four teams. We just don't know necessarily who's where. So we have Brooklyn, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Charlotte. And notably eliminated from the play-in recently is the Knicks and Washington. Right. And just a note on the play-in, I know most often that it's like one plays eight and two plays seven in the play-in. Seven plays eight, winner gets the seven seed, and then the loser of that game plays the winner of 9-10 and the winner of that gets the 8 seed. I was explaining that to Tori the other day and it's awesome because it's just so exciting to watch like LaMelo Ball go against Kevin Durant a single elimination and just see what happens. Like I'm I'm more excited. The play-in starts Tuesday night and it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday and I'm more Mm. excited for the play-in than I am the playoffs right now. It's not Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? I don't think so. I figured they'd have, like, East on Tuesday and Thursday and then West Wednesday and Friday or something. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'd have to double check. Anyway, I thought it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, but um, I'm so excited. At this exact moment, I'm more excited for the play-in than I am the playoffs. More also, they, can't, the they won't do the East on the same but... night, I don't think, because the games would take place at the same time. That's fair. I so they'll do that. East-West because it'll be 7 p.m., 10 p.m., or 7.30, 10. Anyway, so uh, Nets, Cavs, who's winning that game? In your opinion. As much as I want to see the Nets play Trey Young or LaMelo, I think it's going to be the Nets. <laughs> yeah, I think the Cavs are on such a downslide at the end of the season. The Nets are probably just going to beat them, dispatch them quickly. So that puts the Nets playing the two-seed Bucks. Okay, so now so we both said Nets win, and just because they're the Nets and the Cavs are sliding, and we don't even know if Jared Allen's going to play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then Atlanta, so the Cavs are now kicked down and they're going to play another game at home. Yep. And they're going to have Atlanta or Charlotte. So Trey Young or LaMelo Ball. I think they're going to have Atlanta. Oh, see, I'm betting Charlotte. I don't know. Charlotte plays zero defense, which I'm sure you know. Yeah. But Atlanta has a slightly better defense. I don't think they're a good defense by any stretch, but Trey Young is. Well, really, really good. And we, but we've seen him in the playoffs be a superstar. Yeah, Ice Trey, exactly. Ice Trey, yeah. 
Um, so I, I'm okay. taking Trey Young to win that game. Okay, so I'm taking Charlotte, and I'm going to base it on the premise that they just have more people. Like, sure. they have Bridges, they have Rogier, PJ Washington's awesome if you want to play small ball. Plumlee started shooting free throws with his left hand, and it seems to be working a little bit better. So, they have Isaiah Thomas now, who might be able to make a couple big shots. So, I'm betting Charlotte. So, then you have Cleveland and Atlanta, and I have Cleveland and Charlotte. So, yeah. then who do you think gets out of there? Again, because Cleveland's on such a downslide, and I believe in Trey Young, I'm taking Atlanta to beat the Cavs. And I'm taking playoffs. Charlotte to beat the Cavs. So, I have fair Brooklyn enough. and Charlotte, and you Brooklyn-Atlanta as the 7-8 yeah. seed. Yep, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. The play, playing games, I'm so excited because it's so unpredictable. Single elimination games. Yeah, it's tough to really tough to call because the Hornets can put up 140 on any given night. So if they decide to exactly. do that on playing night, then... It's over. Then it's over. On one, well, But they have to play twice. And that's why it's so, so valuable for all the playing teams to be the seven seed. Right, you get because two games. one win at home. Games. Like, just win the first one at home, and you're done. So if you're a team like, I'm sure, Charlotte and Atlanta, specifically, with Trey Young and LaMelo Ball, would love to be the seven seed. Right. Because to have LaMelo get a 30-point triple-double and just win the first game at home, or to have Trey Young drop 44 and 13 assists, yeah, the whole thing is done right there. And that's what I'm sure the Nets are betting on with Katie and Kyrie, is they'll just combine for 74 points, and then that's it. Yeah, for sure. So we can... Go on, do on to the entire East first and then move on to the West? Uh, No, let's roll play-in first and then we'll move okay. on to playoff seating. So we got the Eastern play-in. So just for reference, it'll be Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto, Chicago as the top six. And then Jer has Brooklyn, Atlanta as seven and eight. And I have Brooklyn, Charlotte. Hit us with so, the West play-in, Jer. Uh, first matchup, seven, eight is uh, Timberwolves, Clippers. And then 9-10 is Pelican Spurs. Notably eliminated is the LA the Lakers. Lakers. Just fell out this the past week, so they're, the Lakers are out. Uh, Sacramento is not particularly notabi- notably eliminated because they're, they were never they're that Sacramento. close. Sacramento can never be notable. Obviously, yeah, well, that's the kind of it. De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. Oh, what do they call them? The Fox and the Bull or something? I had no idea. They have a weird nickname now. Um, so Sacramento is the next team behind the Lakers that didn't make it. And then notably eliminated, but not recently, is obviously Portland. Because yep. Dame got hurt and they just broke the whole thing down. So normally and they Portland... went heavily tank mode. Yeah. So normally, and fun fact, Portland, Portland actually won more games than the Lakers since the All-Star break. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, obviously Portland is Portland and the Lakers are the two teams from the West that are notably eliminated. But Portland, not recently. So... Timberwolves, Clippers. Who do you have winning that 7-8 matchup? I've got the Clips. I like Paul George. I like Norman Powell. I think they're a little bit more scrappy than the Timberwolves are because it's the the typical... Obviously, I think the Timberwolves have better talent without Kawhi playing for the Clippers. But it's the typical, like, Anthony Edwards is super hot, cold. D'Angelo, Russell, and Cat are super... I might not play defense tonight. So i just i'm gonna bet the clippers based on that they're gonna try harder and just play a better game and paul george will probably drop like 28 and 8 yeah and i've actually changed my mind in terms of how much i trust paul george since the beginning of this episode and i'm also gonna take the clippers in that game oh nice look at me go <laughs> so we both have the clippers taking the seven seed um and then your 9 10 matchup is pelican spurs 
it's a 50-50. It's the same. It's, a, it's not a 50-50, though. The Pelicans are just a better team than the Spurs are. The Pelicans are a better team than the Spurs are, but Dejune Murray was on my fantasy team, and now I really trust him. So Okay. okay. <laughs> I know he carried you in fantasy, but. So, I don't know. The, Pel- the Pelicans first. The 9-10 seed is the most interesting to me because both those teams, and it's the same in the Eastern Conference, you only get one game. Right. So, same thing with LaMelo Ball and Trey Young. Dejounte Murray is 35-10-10. Then it's going to be tough for the Pelicans. Or similarly, if CJ drops 40, it'll be tough for the Spurs. So, the 9-10 to me is almost, depending on who's in it, obviously, by the year, it's almost the most interesting game of the play-in for me. Or of the season, right. basically. Like, other than, obviously, there's a Game 7 in the finals or whatever. But if you count the play-in as part of the regular season, not the playoffs, it's by far the most interesting game. Because yeah. it just comes down to the individual talent. Yeah, but if, we, if, if we decide that neither of those plays, like, if we say, sure, if DeJounte Murray has 36, 10, and 10, the Spurs are probably going to win. And if CJ drops 40, the Pelicans are probably going to win. But if we assume that neither of those things happen, the Pelicans have a better chance of winning the game than the Spurs do. Agreed. Okay, so let's say Pelicans then. I I would take the Pelicans. So that puts you with a Pelicans-Timberwolves matchup for the eight seed. Timberwolves. I think they'll, I think I think they'll play the defense. Pelicans. Like, frankly, I think they'll play defense one of the two games. I think I'm going to take the Pelicans. I like the, how the Pelicans are built. I think they should let Zion play, but Ant- all the same. Ant- they won't. They probably won't, no. Anthony but. Edwards is a bucket. I have watched very, very little of Anthony Edwards, so... I, Anthony I Edwards is like... I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of... Like, obviously, I'm not... I hate it when you compare somebody to, like, Kobe or Jordan or Braun or whoever, and people take that as, like, a disrespect to the amazing player you've compared it to the, compared them to. Mm. But I think of it more as an archetype. I watched Tyler Hero, and I was like, man, that's like Devin Booker. Yeah, exactly, but th- you're not saying Tyler Hero is as good as Devin Booker. You're not saying you bet the farm on Tyler Hero in a one-on-one against Devin Booker. Like, none of that. But Anthony Edwards is like Jordan and Kobe in terms of he's just a bucket. Right. Three-level scorer, can do anything. He's a physical monster. He just dunks on anybody and everybody. Yeah, like, he's just a bucket. But archetype, in terms of the archetype, I'm not saying he's as good as Jordan. I'm not saying Anthony Edwards is going to win six rings. But he's just a walking bucket. So I bet at least in one of the games that the Timberwolves will show up. And that's why it's good that they're the 17 because they have two games. Right. So I think they'll show up at least once and get in. Yeah, fair enough. I think I'm going to take the Pelicans in that game. I trust the Pelicans players more, CJ and Brandon Ingram. And so then we have Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Dallas, Utah, Denver. And then we both have the Clippers in the seven seed. Yep. And then I have Minnesota and you the Pelicans. And I don't think that'll affect anything once we get to the next round because that team's playing the Suns. Okay. So that's what I'm, that's one thing I want to talk about. Anybody who says that the Suns are not winning the championship is ridiculous. Now, you might have it by a narrow margin or something. The Suns or, aren't winning the championship. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, they we, we will get there. We will get there. And we so can argue can, about it can then. We start, can we start with the Western Conference? We can stay with the Western Conference. Okay, Suns-Pelicans or Suns-Timberwolves, however you want to slice it. Yeah, the Suns are going to run over whoever gets there five And they're going to win the championship. Okay, we're going to start with round one. Oh, we're going through all the rounds? Yes. I thought we were just doing the first round matchups. 
No, we're going through all the RAM. Oh, wow. We're going okay, RAM by RAM. Then. We're already like halfway through this thing. We we don't really have to talk about <coughs> Suns Clippers. The Suns are going to run over the Clippers. Okay. Or, no, it's not Suns Clippers. It's Suns Timberwolves or Pelicans. Oh, my bad. The Suns are going to run over the Pelicans or the Timberwolves. Okay. Memphis is also going to run over who they play, assuming... So, Suns are going to kill the Pelicans or the Timberwolves. Done. Memphis is either going to, if assuming John Morant plays, which I think he's supposed to come back for the playoffs. Because there's like, the other thing too is if, you, if you're if you above the playing game, you get like a week off. Right. So, that's also valuable. So, Memphis is going to kill the Clippers, correct? Or uh, probably not going to play. I don't know. Paul George might steal a game, maybe even two, but I, I have no question that Grizzlies are going to win. Okay, Golden State's going to smack Denver, assuming Steph Curry plays. Yeah. Um, again, Jokic might get a game, maybe two, but. And then Dallas, Utah. Luka's ridiculous. And yeah, wow, well, the Western Conference the is really easy. I actually, Dallas and Utah to me is the closest to 50 50, where playoff Donovan Mitchell is incredible. Yeah, but all Luka is incredible. So. Okay, so the first round in the West is pretty easy. Yep. So we. The West is really bad. Moving on, we have a we'll do the East first round, but our conference semifinal matchups are Suns, Mavs, and Warriors, Grizzlies. I love being an well. Let's actually let's just go all the way through the West for consistent for like for a linear. Well, what I said earlier, do you want to just do the East before we do the West? You said no, let's do the West. So well, I want to do the play-ins first. I don't know, I'm getting mixed up. I really want to, I really want to talk about the Suns. Okay, uh, Suns and Mavs. Who do you got? Suns, easy. I don't think it's gonna be easy. Put Bridges on Doncic, and then just like Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And you're telling game. me Luca's not still gonna drop 30, 10, and ten every game? No, he'll drop twenty four, nine, and eight. I I don't think it's gonna be easy. I think the Mavs are a good team. I think they're a solid defensive team, and I think the Suns will win, but six or seven games. I bet six. I don't think the Mavs will take them seven. I think they could. Game six is gonna be at Dallas against a good defensive team with one of the. Three or four best players in the world. Four, probably. I was going to say he's not in the top three. We know who the three are. He might be in the top three. Which, that brings me to the other interesting point I wanted to make. That Luke is better than Embiid? I didn't watch, no. I didn't watch basketball when Derrick Rose won the MVP. Yeah, neither did I. But does the Derrick Rose MVP now seem like it shouldn't have happened? Yeah, but so do both Steve Nash MVPs and I'm sure a lot of other MVPs. I know. What did we do about that? We don't do anything but that. We say, ah, that's too bad LeBron didn't get that one, and we move on. Because when you look at MVPs now, like, we have three guys almost averaging triple doubles on, like, 60% field goal percentages, and two of them are all NBA defenders, and the third one is really good in, like, if you look in deeper into the defensive stats, no, Jokic is really good on defense in terms of, like, the analytics of it. Right. And we don't know which one of them is going to win MVP. And there's three of them. Yes, I agree. So but, what happened? Well, Derrick Rose was 22 and they wanted to give them the MVP, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. So that's crazy to me. The yeah. more I look back at that, like, and obviously, like I said, I didn't watch it. So I can't judge the effect that Derrick Rose had on the Bulls, blah, 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 blah. But like, wow. <laughs> right, so we both have the Suns going in the conference finals. Warriors, Grizzlies. Warriors, assuming Steph Curry plays. Yeah, I just don't see the Grizzlies really being able to beat the Warriors at this point. Maybe one more year. I don't know. But Well, I don't and I don't, yeah. I, just I think, think a healthy Warriors team will beat them. Exactly. 
And, like, even in a seven-game series, the Warriors just have so much depth in terms of, like, if Steph has an off night, Wiggins might drop 28. Or Clay. Or Well, yeah, but, like, assuming Clay drops 25 or 18 or something every night right. or whatever, then, yeah. Like, it's just the Warriors are too deep. Yeah, Not like, I, I would like to pick the Grizzlies. I don't have a ton of confidence in the Grizzlies right now, so. The Warriors are phenomenal free-throw shooters. The Warriors are phenomenal free-throw shooters, yes. And, and there's just no way to beat them. We are assuming, like, full health for every team, unless they're missing somebody currently. Yeah, like, like assuming, like, yeah, I assume yeah. Kawhi is not going to play. I'm assuming Ben Simmons isn't going to play. But we're assuming, like, so Draymond is back and yes. all that. So, Suns, Warriors, Western Conference Finals. I know you've got the Suns because you said anybody who's not. Yep, I have the Suns. Suns, the Suns in seven, but I have the Suns. Yeah, I think the Warriors can really give them a run for it. Um because you know the Warriors are the Warriors are ridiculous, and I would not be at all surprised if the Warriors pulled out this series. But I also have the Suns. I think the Suns are just the best team in the West, and I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, Suns and I have Suns in seven. And I think the Warriors will give it a run, but Suns at home in the Valley. That's it. Okay, moving on to Heat Hornets is your first round matchup. Heat Hawks is mine. Heat. Yeah, Heat easy Assuming again. Assuming a healthy Heat. Better. Heat easy. The Heat are yeah, awesome. Just better, so. Jimmy Butler plays better in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry plays great in the playoffs. PJ Tucker can guard anybody. Um. So on to 76ers Raptors four or five. Oh, I see what you're doing. Um, Toronto. I got Toronto too, and I know we're probably a little bit biased, but Toronto, for those of you that haven't watched play Philly this year, is three and one against Philly. Joel Embiid does not like Toronto's defense, and he said so in the past. Um, Hear me out. Toronto at Philly game seven, or Philly at Toronto, if we end up in the four seed. We give the ball to Scotty Barnes, and we have him take the same shot Kawhi did for the win. <laughs> Play it so it's game seven and tied 90-90. And... Like, just like we're at the free throw line to win it and then just miss it and then wait till we get the ball back and then just do the Kawhi thing. And t- tell Embiid that that's the plan. Like, yo, you got to guard me, dude. I'm going to shoot the game winner. And then just like run over and take uh, it. That'd be awesome. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I have Toronto in that series just based on, like you said, like Embiid doesn't like Toronto. Nobody likes playing Toronto's defense because we switch everything and it's annoying. And Nick Nurse is a wizard of a and defensive coach. Joel Embiid is literally triple teamed every time he touches the ball. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna bet us just based on and like when we watch I watch Also Matisse Seibel can't play in Toronto. Yeah, which is notable because if they had a good defender on any of our wings, none of our like if they just put them on Siakam or something, then like we really struggle that whole game. I think when they've played before they've put him on Gary Trent. And I honestly think that's a good move. They just take away a really good score and well, like, yeah, you're not going to stop like, Siakam. So. If you kick it, part of what makes deadly scores so deadly is having good teammates around them because if you kick it to those players who can also score. Right. It's like if you kick it to Gary Trent when you've collapsed the defense, then that really is bad for Philly. But I think you're right that if you put Bible on Trent, then that all you have to do is try to stop Siakam directly. Right. Or wall him off or whatever because Thibault can guard the and- tertiary, tertiary score. I know we both watched the game on Thursday between the Raptors and the 76ers, and you would have a very hard time convincing me that Siakam wasn't the best player on the floor, even though he oh, was he playing. Was. Like, alongside Embiid and Harden, you're saying 
Siakam's the best player tonight. He was that night. And I think that's I don't think that's gonna be true like for the every game in the series or anything like that. But I think it's possible that on any given night it can look like the Raptors have the best player on the floor. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. So I would pick the Raptors in that series in like six or seven, like right till the end. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll drag it out too. Not to mention Harden's playoff performances. Yeah, agreed. Um, so right. on to uh, two, three, two, seven, or two, six, or who do we have next? I have Celtics Bulls as the next matchup, but uh, three, six. Uh, um, Bulls. Celtic, well, Celtics are really hurt. Really hurt, meaning Robin Williams, Robert Did, Williams. Didn't Horford also go down? Yeah, but Horford's not a big piece of he's that team. I feel like. He's like they're starting four sometimes. Yeah, but is he really like that much of an improvement over like Grant Williams or whoever they're going to start as the backup? I think so because it takes away your depth, right? So Grant Williams is an off or not awful, an awesome three point shooter, like in terms of catch and shoot threes. Um. So I think taking away that depth aspect of it, because now you can't have him off the bench. Now he's playing starter minutes. I think that really hurts them. And then uh, that's also assuming though that the uh, Bulls are fairly healthy. But like in a seven in a seven game series, which might obviously be less than seven, where you don't have your best paint protector, Levine and Demar and Vucevic are going to go to town. Yeah, and I see that it's tough without Robert Williams because that number one defense in the league really struggles. Right, um, and all they have to do in a couple games is stop Tatum and Brown, which obviously I know that's easier said than done, but like it depends too if they get Lonzo back. Which Do you actually know what Lonzo's condition is now? Uh, I don't for sure. I feel like he might be out for the season. Let me pull that up. Caruso's already back, so that yeah. helps to stop like a Derek White or a Marcus Smart. Marcus yeah, Smart can't stop a Jason Tatum. No, but Marcus Smart can't guard Levine and DeRozan. Lonzo's out for the season. Just Okay. But and Patrick Williams is back. Yeah, which... sure. Marcus Smart can't stop Levine and DeRozan, but Jalen Brown can guard one of those guys. That's true. Jalen Brown's I... a all NBA level defender, I feel like. I think Robert Williams is in the running for defense player of the year. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he's in the running for it. And because of that, because he's missing, I think it just hurts them too much. Like, that is the Celtics' number one defense to an extent. Yeah, and I, I, I see that. I just think Jason Tatum is the best player on the floor, respect to DeMar DeRozan. But, um, yeah, no, and I agree with that. And I think the Celtics are still a better defensive team because I think Tatum's a, at least okay, if not good defender, and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are great defenders. They're all good defenders. So I, I have the Celtics probably in six. I don't have a lot of faith in the Bulls. Yeah, that'll be an interest. That might be one of the most interesting series of the first round, just because Robert Williams is hurt. Yeah. If Robert Williams was healthy, it'd be a no-brainer. Yeah. So on to Bucks Nets, a first-round matchup. Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. I I don't think it's even particularly close. Like, uh, well, I think Ke- just because it- you say six, because like Kevin Durant and Kyrie can steal some games, but I don't think it can be a six-game series and still not close you know yeah no i agree i think it'll go in six i think the nets will blow them out a couple games where the game starts to get away from you at the end of the second quarter kind of thing you're down the nets will blow them out yeah oh interesting okay well in the same way that the bucks did against the raptors when we had Kawhi, right like i just think 
it starts to get away from you in the second quarter. KD hits three threes in a row. Kyrie gets a couple disgusting buckets in the paint or something, and then all of a sudden you're down 14 and a half, and then you're down 19 the third, and then all of a sudden it's over. Right. But, yeah, I think the Bucks are just a better team. The Nets play no defense. Nobody can stop Giannis. Yeah, I think the Bucks will win the series. I just think the Nets will take it. And I think Drew Holiday actually said that he can get whatever shot he wants against whoever's guarding him. Because whether it's Kyrie or uh, Seth Curry, Curry, neither of them are physical good defenders. Well, as a long guard like myself, on a lower level, obviously, small guards are my favorite matchup. You just shoot over them anytime you want. You shoot over them, you back them down, whatever. So I feel for Drew Holiday when he's talking about, like, against Kyrie or um, Seth. Seth Curry. Yeah. Because that's, like, the matchup that I love, too, so I get that. Yeah, so you're, so. I'm I'm seeing there are no guards who can stop Drew Holiday, except for Ben Nets. Simmons, who's not going to play. Yeah. On the Nets. Um, yeah. I don't know who you're going to have to stop Chris Middleton. What, Joe Harris? Is he going to guard Chris Milton? Or like, is Joe Harris playing? No, I think Joe Harris is probably out, but all the same. Katie. Um, okay, but then who's going to stop Giannis? Nobody, I guess. So. Drummond. Like, he's not going to stop him, but that would probably be who you put on him. Claxton, yeah, I, maybe? I just think any of the Bucks' top three scorers can get anything they want against any defender on the Nets. Well, other than Katie. Other than Katie, who's a good defender, but isn't like a superstar defender. No, he's. I think he's a really good defender, but yeah, I see what you're saying overall. Like it's to me, that's a no-brainer. For yeah. Bucks. So on to the Eastern Conference semifinals with Heat Raptors. Heat. Yeah, but I think it'll be close. I think I watched the Raptors Heat, and it was really a grinded out game. And I know Jimmy Butler didn't play in that game, um, but the previous Raptors Heat game was a triple overtime game where Jimmy Butler did play and I think it'll be a playoff basketball favors Jimmy Butler in the same way that it favors Kawhi sure I just think it'll be a long grinded out series well any series against the Raptors will be a long grinded out series so I think it's going to be the heat and I think it'll almost never really be in doubt but I think the Raptors could still take him to seven yeah no I agree and you I think the heat... Toronto, by the nature of basketball we play, is going to be a grind out. Yeah, so I think both teams are going to play really good defense. Both teams. The Heat are just, at the end of the day, a better shooting team than the Raptors are. Well, and they, they're just better overall. Well, I mean, like Jimmy Butler and Siakam are a similar tier of players right now, I think. Jimmy Butler is better in the playoffs. That's but the key. I, but Siakam the past month has been amazing, so... If I, I'm gonna call Jimmy Butler and Siakam almost a wash, and Kyle Lowry and Van Fleet almost a wash. Um, right, but almost a wash where I'd still give the edge to them both times. Right. But then I'm moving on to role players where Hero's better than Trent. Yeah, like almost every night. Trent, Trent can drop Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and the and the Heat role players can just all shoot threes at a great clip. So when you got one of the best shooting teams in the league. Like the Heat are just a overall better team, but just like I feel like the Heat are a little bit better everywhere. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so that's a good way to put it. But yeah, for me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, so like you said, it might Raptors. go seven, but for some reason, it'll still seem like it's definitely the Heat. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Might see, might go seven, but it's never really in doubt. Yeah. No, I agree. 
Okay, so you have Bulls, Bucks. I have Celtics, Bucks. I don't think that'll matter for either of us because I think we both have the Bucks. Sorry, what was the two teams? You have Bulls, Bucks. I have Celtics, Bucks. Bulls, Bucks, Celtics, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I think you're picking the Bucks. I'm picking the Bucks. The Bucks are just way better than either of those teams. I agree. So on to the conference finals. We have Heat, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, Bucks again. Bucks are just hard to pick against Giannis in the Eastern Conference. You like, can't pick. They're defending champions, and you can't pick against it because they're doing the same thing, plus Giannis is a better free throw shooter. <laughs> and Giannis can hit step back threes now. Fun fact. Yeah. So, yeah. No, to me, it's Bucks still. Easy. So, Bucks, Suns, finals rematch. Suns. Bucks. That's ridiculous. Did I make my point now? <laughs> will, will you tell me why it's going to be different than last year? The Suns are better than they were last year. It's why? like another year of experience. It's like the Suns are the Suns are now what the Bucks were. What the Bucks were last year? Yeah. Like and the, the Bucks are now a year better too? No, they're not because Brooke Lopez is kind of hurt. P.J. Tucker is not there anymore. But then also they have to deal with the fact that now Mikhail Bridges is better. Like, way better offensively, defensively. He's just a better player now. Cam Johnson is better than he was last year. Right. Well, and CP are just as deadly. The Bucks, okay, the so maybe the Suns take him seven this year. Pardon me? So maybe the Suns take him seven this year. And win at home. Mm. Here, okay, here's my theory. You can't... Who's the best player on the floor? Giannis. And the second best player on the floor is probably Booker? Booker, and then Paul. Are you sure Milton's not better on any given night than either of them? Yeah, because, okay, so let's say Booker's better than Paul, talent-wise and just, like, athletic okay. ability. Okay, and then Chris Paul does more for the Suns as the floor so, general. I don't know. I think on any given night, the Bucks can have the Bucks will have the best player on the floor every night. Yeah. On any given night, can have the second best player on the floor. And on any no. given night, can have one, two, and, like, four. No. What's your holiday? They can't have number two. You're, you're telling me Chris Milton can't be better than Devin Booker for a game? No, I don't think he will be. No, in a series like that. I, I'm not sure you've watched so, Chris Milton in the playoffs, but okay. okay. So here's the thing. The Suns have won, like, I don't know, 64 games. Uh, the Suns are 64 and 17. They're okay. 32 and 8 at home and 32 and 9 on the road. Yeah, the Suns are ridiculous. I agree. They're fully healthy, basically. And they're better than they were last year. They have their defensive stud can now snipe threes, too. And okay. somewhat shoot a mid-range and can dunk in transition. Their young, youngish center is better now than he was last year, just another year of experience. Mm-hmm. They have a point, a floor general who's a point god. And they have yeah. a three-level scorer who is an archetype of Kobe Bryant. Okay. And uh, even if... Where is Giannis? Up, even if you split up the percent chance they win the championship, like any team wins the championship, even if you say the Suns only have a 17% chance, the Bucks have a 15% chance, like, and so on, with, like, other teams like Miami and, stuff, and the Warriors, the Suns have the highest chance of winning the championship. So, therefore, you have to say they'll win. Uh, the Suns don't have the highest chance of winning the championship. The are Bucks you, do. No, but you're looking at betting odds. I'm not looking at betting odds. What are you looking at? 
Nothing. Oh, just you're just saying that. that. Okay. Because that's the thing, too, is people always go by betting odds, the Lakers and the Nets were on top, but betting odds are what you would make money on, not who Vegas thinks is going to win. <laughs> betting odds are exactly who Vegas thinks is going to win. The worst odds, the best odds to win the championship, like, is the team that Vegas is going to let you make the least money off of because they think they're going to win the championship. But isn't it based on who other people are going to bet on as well? Uh, I, I think I, my understanding is that betting's more complicated than that because whenever you watch like ESPN, they always say that's not necessarily who they think is going to win. That's how you would bet. Do you know what I mean? I do, but I think when betting odds are set, I believe they're set for who Vegas thinks is going to win the championship. Like you're not going to say, "Oh, I think the Suns are going to win the championship," but we're going to give them the fifth best betting odds. Because then people would make a whole lot of money on betting on the sun. Right. So, all the same. I, I think, I don't know, you said Chris Melton. You seem to be kind of low on Chris Melton, who dropped 40 in the finals game last year. But You said Chris Middleton dropped 40 in the final? Yeah. Sorry, now I'm verifying my betting odds thing. Um, I just think that the Suns, are just like, if I split it up in percentages, the Suns, while they might not have a majority, they'd have the highest percent. And right, because I'd have to pick the Suns. they have the highest percent, I think, because the Western Conference is easier to get through than the East. No, I just think they'd have the highest percent for me because they're the best team. But well, you, you talked a little while ago about how the best player normally wins. And who's the best player on the court? It's, al- it's always Giannis. At right. any point in any series, the best player on the floor is going to be Giannis. And the Suns will not have the best player on the floor in their second round matchup, in their third round matchup, or in the championship. They're just too strong overall. You know when the 73-9 and nine Warriors made the playoffs? Yeah. Same thing. You had to bet the 73-9 Warriors just because they were, like, so dominant. Well, they had the possibly the best player in the world at that point. No, they didn't. They had, they had unanimous MVP, Steph Curry. Yeah, and, but Braun is Braun. As we, yes, well, I guess but, in hindsight's twenty twenty on that, but now we know that Braun is Braun. But when you're thinking about it, you like, Steph Curry was, what, the second best player in the world at worst at that point? Yep. And what's Devin Booker, the 13th at worst? Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, I haven't exactly I done know. that. I haven't added it up, but sure. <laughs> but he's definitely not top five. No. And he's well, probably not top ten. What do you mean? Well, he could be. Yeah, I mean, he's top ten. He's not top five. Look at the no, he's not top five. But look at the season. <laughs> he's top ten. I yeah, I wouldn't put him as low as thirteen. I'd say he's tenth at worst. Or even if you make because look 10th. at look at the All NBA thing we did last week. There's not ten players that are better than him. Even if you make him tenth, I think. By consensus, the best player in the world right now is Giannis. Yeah. Um, so you have the best player in the world against the 10th, the 15th, and then you also have the 20th best player in the world. Yeah, but they're just so complete. I don't know. This They're too dominant for me to not pick them to win. Uh, I don't know. The, Giannis is too dominant for me to not pick him to win. See, that's interesting. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like the whole playoffs will be interesting. And it's a tricky scenario to be in. 
to try to predict it all, but I just think the same way I felt about the 73 and 9 Warriors, I now feel about the Suns. And the 73 and 9 Warriors lost, so. Yeah, I don't want to talk about I had to bet on, like, I thought I was betting back then, but I, I would have had to bet on them. Right. And I feel the same about the Suns. Like, whether or not you think that Chris Paul will choke or break his hand for the 50th time or whatever, like, putting it all aside, it's the same thing. Here, look at it this way. When the Lakers were, like, in the Nets, were both the eight seeds or something around the All-Star break, and no team has ever been an eight seed, like, whatever that statistic is, no team at no team lower than the fifth seed at the All-Star break has ever won a championship or whatever it is, right? Or at the Christmas break. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the variety of stats that revolve around that. Yeah. I immediately counted both the Lakers and the Nets out. Because right. they're not better than any team ever that's been that low because when you look at other teams i'm sure there are Shaq and kobe teams that have like for whatever reason at the all-star break been the fifth like you know what i mean so it's the same thing for me where it's like they're so good and i just have to pick that based on the statistic of the fact that they're that good but Giannis is so good right but the bucks haven't gotten any better they've gotten a little bit worse I don't think the Bucks are worse than they were last year. PJ Tucker. I like PJ Tucker a lot, but I don't think the Bucks are worse than they were last a four- year. Did you remember he used to play on Toronto? Yeah, once upon a time. Do you miss like the PJ Tucker, Grievous Vasquez, Lou Williams days of Toronto? No. Do you want to know what's funny? Look at the team we won the championship with. Like Kawhi, Gasol, Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, OJ Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, Siakam. And then imagine that we thought we were going to win when we had Kyle, Tamar, Lou Williams, <laughs> like, yeah. Norm Powell, which I know we won with Norm Powell, but like Norm Powell in 2019 versus Norm Powell and like the Lou Williams team was two different people. Yeah. Imagine that we thought we were going to win as Raptors fans. And then look at what it took to actually win. Jonas Valanciunas, who doesn't, who couldn't play defense at the time. Yeah, that DeMar Kyle team really had no shot, did they? I know, but imagine we <laughs> thought we were going to beat Braun. Yeah. Isn't that funny to look back at? I th- I think that means we might have been biased Raptors fans. I know, that really hurts, doesn't it? It's the same thing. Like, looking back at that is almost as funny as looking back at Derrick Rose's MVP season. Right. Where when we look at what it actually took to win and then look at what we won with, it, or like look at what we had, it's like, oh, we were not that close. Yeah, and to be fair, that actually might be, to me, Memphis might be in that same situation this year. Where if you look at what Memphis has versus what they actually like might win with three years down the road when they have like MVP John Morant and Defensive Player of the Year for sure, Jaron Jackson Jr. And Desmond right. Bain, who's like the future Clay Thompson. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. when you look at what they'll win with, I bet it'll be the same. Where we're looking at Memphis right now, we're like, oh yeah, Memphis might win something. And then five years from now when they actually make like a deep win and they have LeBron and Bronny James. <laughs> then we're like oh mm. that's what it takes yeah yeah we were really high on the one kind of two all-star no more good players <laughs> like it was I like wanna... we had a starting all-star a bench all-star and then kind of okay players around them yeah, like what a journey of a team that was, but it's just it's funny to look back at it now and be like, oh, we weren't actually that close. 
I think this current Raptors team could beat LeBron's team right now. So, this current Raptors team can beat LeBron's team. Yes, LeBron's, LeBron's current Cavs? team. Cavs. Oh no, Lebr- yeah. LeBron's Lakers. Well, a lot uh, to be fair, a lot of teams are like I don't know forty. Well, <laughs> so, like forty-five times they've been beaten, so that's probably eighteen or twenty teams or something. Uh, um, just looking. So I was looking for our tweet of the week for this week. And I've been hunting around through Twitter here. And this isn't particularly funny or anything. But I'm just looking at um, Steph Curry's Twitter. And his, uh, not profile photo, but like the banner behind it, like the cover photo. Sure. Is a picture of young Steph Curry, like 2013, 14 Warriors Steph Curry with Kobe Bryant. Nice. Yeah, it's a really cool photo, actually. You should go look at it. So his, his profile photo in the little bubble, like in the circle is him, like, current Steph Curry sitting on the bench. But then, yeah, his cover photo is him and Kobe. That's on Instagram? On Twitter. On Twitter. It's a really cool photo, so I recommend you go look at that. So I guess that's how we'll end it off this week, because we didn't plan a more interesting thing than that. Yeah, fun fact of the week that Steph Curry on Twitter has a a cool cover photo. Yeah, I watched, um, there's an interesting series on ESPN YouTube uh, where they talk about, it's called Threads or something. And they talk yeah. about iconic uniforms. Like they covered like the Charlotte Hornets uniform from like the eighties or from the nineties or whatever. And how they came in and they were teal. Like teal in color right. and how that became iconic and now everybody buys Charlotte. Like Charlotte's cool to have a Charlotte jersey, even if you're not a Charlotte fan. Right. And they covered um the Raptors once and the dinosaur and purple and Vince and everything. Right. And then most recently they just did Kobe's uh black mamba black Lakers uniforms. Sure. It's a really interesting series. If you're interested to like, if you're interested in like not only basketball but like basketball culture, it's really interesting to go give it a look. It's on ESPN's YouTube channel. But interesting. Anyway, I think that's interesting to go look. And at. if you haven't watched the Last Dance, go watch the Last Dance. Yeah, there are still people who haven't, and I'm like, really? No, the Last Dance was a spectacular series. I it was it. spectacular. I can't I wait till we get it. to watch the Curry's Last Dance. Why would you have a Curry's Last Dance and not a LeBron Last Dance? But... Well, there will be one of the. It'll be the same. They're gonna have the Last Dance together. <laughs> And LeBron's LeBron. last dance won't come out for another 40 years. He's not it'll, yeah, it'll be LeBron, 15, Braun, at least. Steph Curry. Steph will be hitting from the logo uh, as like a 60-year-old dude. Braun will be 64. <laughs> Imagine the Warriors draft Steph Curry and LeBron, or draft LeBron and Bronny Jr., I mean, and LeBron goes there. Steph Curry will be making like $160 million a year because he'll keep super maxing himself over and over again. <laughs> Under Armour yeah. will be at the Curry 46s. Uh, it'd be awesome. It'll be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. I hope. I hope the Warriors draft Bronny. I hope the Warriors draft Bronny. See, I want to see LeBron play with the Warriors. Yeah, I hope it happens. Like genuinely, and that goes back to the whole Kevin Durant made a good decision by going to the Warriors. I hope Bronny Kevin Durant the did not make a good decision going to the Warriors. We'll leave that for another day. <laughs> we will leave that for never because it's never going to be true. So maybe, maybe we'll make that one of our summer episodes where we have to kill a little bit more time because there's nothing happening. And we can just argue about whether Kevin Durant made a good decision all day. And you can say, you don't count as championships, but it was still a good decision. I can a say, three... if you don't count as championships, it wasn't a good decision. A three-hour episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So that's all we've got for episode 16 of the In the Clutch podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time.